Welcome to WO50, Women Over 50 Embody Wisdom and Wellness. Oh, I know you embody wisdom and wellness, my BFF, Eddie. Um, my name is Corinne, and I'm here with my, my friend of many years, Eddie, Dr. Eddie Kenny. And this uh, our topic this week was more bang for your muck. And it's really about cash back on your inner world, um, the importance of knowing yourself, your inner world, your your also your exterior, like whatever your where your attention goes, energy flows. Yeah, your investments into yourself. Yeah, and we also talked about the the kind of the healthcare system and the importance of looking into you know. So yes, we exercise, we eat healthy, but also seeing the doctor, your doctor regularly, and doing your checkups. And I thought that was a good part of our conversation. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Thanks, yes. Ed. Thanks, so we hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. We sure did. Well, hello, Eddie. Hello, Ken. How are you? I'm I'm like so excited. I'm gonna see you in two more sleeps. I can't even believe it. I haven't oh, I haven't no. I haven't been I mean, I've saw you. I was so lucky. We got to spend March and June together. Mm-hmm. Um and but I haven't been to Newfoundland in six years, I think. I know. It's, it's, you're going to love it. It's still so beautiful, but you know, bring your warm duds now. It's starting to cool down. It'll soon be October. It's right. Should I bring my Uggs? I was contemplating to bring Uggs or not. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can wear the ones you gave me if you want while you're here, but I might be wearing them a lot. That's, you know, you love those. (laughs) I I wanted them so bad. (laughs) They were, I've been searching for those specific Uggs for like, eight years. They're my favorite kind of Uggs that are tall, that have the little white stuff. And you've been, and I found them on like eBay or Etsy or something. They yeah. look in great shape. And then I got them and they were a little too big for me and they fit you perfectly. Perfect. And I, Perfect. I let you wear them and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you went, I don't know if I should let you wear these or not. And I'm like, oh, you gotta let me wear these. These are exactly the kind of Uggs I love. And they have little beads hanging off the side and you're like, it took me so long to find them. And I put them on. I'm like, these swim on you. These are way too big for you. Yeah. That and was my way true. of going. And I... I'll buy them from you. You're like, I got them for a good deal. No, you're not buying them. Yeah, exactly. And then she gave them to me. And that's what we do. And that's my what we do. I know. I'm so glad you enjoy them so much. Okay. So I'll bring my, I've got, I've got like, I usually buy a pair of Uggs every year, like once a year. So I've got like five pairs or so in different styles. Okay. And so I've got a few choices, um, but I've got my little favorite ones. So. Well, there's nothing ugly about Uggs, is there? (laughs) (laughs) They should sponsor us. (laughs) Do you know where Uggs came from? Where they were created and why? Australia? There were, they did come from Australia because they were originally sheepskin, which hopefully they still are. Some of them are made in China these days was not, not as good a quality, but hmm. um, they were originally from Australia. The surfers wore them because they're excellent on the beach to wear after surfing because sand falls off the suede. Oh, wow. Right. And it's warm wow. when their toes are cold from surfing. That so is that's, so smart. Yep. So that's who originally where Uggs came from, in case you didn't I know. them. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So when we do the yoga retreat, I'll be going around in Uggs. Yes. But not for yes. the hike because they don't have enough support for hiking. No, not yet. They're making yeah. they're making variety of shoes though. Yeah. So how was your week? How are you doing? I'm good. Have you been Just investing to... in yourself? I have been investing in myself. I've been actually seeing the doctor, which I never usually do. 
Like I, you know, me, I'm the opposite. Like I, I've been paying for health insurance for many years now and I never go to the doctor ever, you know, I'll go, you know, I, I, I just, I don't even have a GP, but mm-hmm. I found this nurse practitioner cause I needed to get my elbow x-ray just in case. Cause it, I still couldn't straight, it still can't straighten my arm. Actually, it's been oh, like that eight, ball, that nasty little ball. Yeah. And, uh, but I learned so much. So she was amazing. And I got an x-ray. I went to ortho and I did fracture my radial bone, um, Mm -hmm. close to my elbow, but the ortho did say it is healing nicely. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, I can send you to physical therapy. And I went to the physical therapist just down the hall that same day. And and they said, Oh my gosh, your mobility is great. You just need to do, I said, well, why can't I straighten my arm? And they said, well, you've been holding it like this for eight weeks. So the muscles tighten up quickly. And so they gave me some stuff. So I'll be doing a few of those things on our trip that we're coming up to. Good. Yes. We got so much planned. We have a retreat. We have a concert up here in Newfoundland, some music we're doing, some friends. And I had a pap smear. Oh, good. I haven't That's a had good a, investment in yourself. I, Eddie, I haven't had one in eight years. Shh, don't tell anybody that. Well, you know what? I used to have them every year, of course. I used to have them every year. And then yeah. when I was went into menopause, I'm like, why do I? I didn't think I needed it anymore. I don't think you need yeah. it as often. Yeah. We, well, you do. No matter what action is going on down there, it it is good. You know, we get older. Our skin gets older. You know, we get sometimes spots on our skin and they sometimes have to be burned off. Well, when they do pap smears, sometimes there's funny little things show up, you know. How'd you know? I had a, I had a polyp. I don't know. Because that happens. I didn't even Look, tell you. I don't think no. I've ever had a polyp on my cervix. She said no. it was like my cervix was sticking its tongue out at her. She said. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everyone listening, get that out of your mind. Wipe it clean. <laughs> Wipe it clean. <laughs> well, I figure we're mostly ladies listening to this, and this is a topic that we need to talk about, you know? Well, it is. It's like, you know, we take skin tags off, and people get sun damage and skin cancer. Well, this is just more shedding of cells and they can pick up stuff. You do get a pap smear done. You know, I recommend women definitely three to every three to five years. If there's Mm -hmm. any polyps now, you might want to go every year, every couple of years. Mm -hmm. If there's dysplasia, you know, there's lots of HPV viral things out there now. Women haven't had sex in quite a while. So there's, I know, but you know what, even, (laughs) even that, like, even, you know, that knowing that when women are, on their second marriages or they're dating again or things like that. Like we don't know these little viruses everywhere. I mean, my goodness, if COVID can travel the planet yeah, <laughs> as fast as it did, just imagine HPV. So the pap smears are one of the most preventative things you can do to just, just to check that inner investment in yourself. And it's literally yeah. inner, 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 it's really inner, inner, yeah. and then inner and intimate. Yes. And as we get older, you know, that basement gets dry and you have to tend to the basement. Yes. You got me (laughs) all kinds of creams that work. There's all kinds of creams and there's options and you just got to, you know, talk to someone about it. We don't have to suffer and women get yeast infections. Women get older and get UTIs, you know, urinary tract infections. And you get thinning skin down there. I think what's that? Is that called something? Absolutely. In your vagina, you get thin skin. Yeah, the mucous membrane gets thin, just like our lips on our, uh, you know, we have two, (laughs) Dr. Anna Kabeka says we have two sets of lips we have to tend to. (laughs) Very important. Keep them hydrated. So there you you go. Yeah, because I 
Yeah. And it, I was, you know, especially if you're not in a relationship or you're not dating sexual, I mean, I, I have not had sex in. Shh, don't think what you say what no something like that which i'm fine with i mean i i, I went five years in my 30s without having sex it was totally fine but but what happens is then you're not as sort of in tune as much with that whole area that's so important to keep it healthy so yeah yeah anyway so well, I did you know that. there's the saying out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so well, but it is a part of our body that we tend to. And people say to me all the time with tests, what's the two most important that that are huge prevent, you know, preventative uh, and, and add to longevity in our life? And that's pep smears and often colonoscopies. Because right, which there's another place too. we form polyps and tumors mm-hmm. and cysts and, you know, though, though, yeah, it's another inner investment. So mm-hmm. if there's colon cancer in the family, Crohn's, colitis, celiac, IBS, you know, there's, we want to keep a check on our gut check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Our bowels, okay. our, our reproductive systems, you know, it's all important. So yeah. Yeah. Get your stuff taken care of. You know, I, I, and I do do a lot of prevention and I am very healthy, yes. but I don't go to the doctor very easily, very often, obviously. And, yeah. um, it it was much a better experience than I remembered. Like I was scared to kind of step into it because I mean, just every, the health system all over the world is just such a mess right now. It's and, all but, changing. Yeah. yeah. And there, you know, you can't get a doctor anymore, but you can get a nurse practitioner, which I was yeah. fine with the nurse practitioner as long mm-hmm. as they could order me the x-ray, which she could. So I found this freaking amazing nurse practitioner who's That'd a rock star. She, yeah. she ordered, like, Eddie, you told me all the a hormone panel that you wanted me and all the metabolism and inflammation mm-hmm. markers and thyroid that you wanted me to get, which she wouldn't have known. And she was fine with it. She goes, okay, tell me what you want. She goes, mm-hmm. now you're going to have somebody that reads this because she said, I'm not, these are stuff I'm not familiar with. But she went ahead and ordered it all for me. Excellent. And, uh, and then when I went to the hormone uh, pharmacist today, the compounding pharmacist to, with it, um, I told her, I said, listen, I'm leaving for five weeks. And um, so it needs to happen fast. Like, he's got to send it to you. you've got to send in the prescription back so they all know and they were all on board and i'll be able to pick it right. up tomorrow i mean it happens so fast even like i went for my x-ray two weeks ago and i've already seen seen the ortho and physical therapy which you know i don't know if you're you probably how familiar you are but when i spend time with my sister in vancouver it's like not a good situation to get in to see a doctor um and everything. Well, it's different. It's different everywhere. And it depends on your doctor and it depends on your history with the person. Like, you know, things are changing now. Some doctors are retiring. There's new doctors coming into the field. And, you know, years ago, you'd have that one doctor that followed you for everything. You know, he knew the family, he knew the history, he knew, you know, and he would be the one to suggest, you know, have you, have you had your pap smear? Now your father had this. Have you done your colonoscopy? Yeah, he knew that because he knew your dad. Yes. Well, he would, he would offer up all, all that beautiful information and we go, well, you know, I need, and they convince you to do it where now you really have to be responsible. Mm -hmm. You have to take your own healthcare into your own Mm -hmm. hands. You're the one, you know, your doctor is there and you just, you, you know, we don't walk in and go, hello, what can you do for me? (laughs) You know, we walk in going, I've got this going on and we've done some research now Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are getting on the computer or they're talking to people about certain things. So 
we we have to become, you know, the big advocate for our own health. Mm-hmm. We have to do for the sure. investing. Mm-hmm. We have to take the time. What is it? What like that's what our talks about. Our right? talk is about which we kind of have, have, this is a good topic too, which I'm glad we spent time navigating the the healthcare system and embracing wherever we're at, whether Canada, the US and and navigating, you know, and just being patient no expectations, you know, and just patience is key, I think these days. But yeah, our topic today, it, the, the title you came up with is is more bang for your muck. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, we were going to be talking about, we are going to be talking about where you, where your attention goes, energy flows. So wherever you put your time, your time and your attention is your most valuable commodity. Especially as you get older, but I think it's always that way, whatever you put your time and attention on. Yes. And so, um, and, and, and I'm also, you know, we, we both are, but I'm definitely a big advocate for the inner work. And, mm-hmm. and the way I sort of wanted to talk about this was I was, I hosted a, a, a relative of my roommate the other day and she was, you know, she's interested in all this stuff, but hasn't really invested a lot of time in it. Right. You know, and she's now getting ready to retire in a few years. So she's thinking more about how she's going to spend her time and and more about her relationships and how her, you know, with her family and that. And she's, she, at one point she said to me, it's just, it's, it's so hard. This stuff is so hard and it takes so much time, like so much time. And I'm like, girl, how much time have you spent? Like running and working out and for, on your body and, and, and preparing food for yourself and work for just for money. You've spent like half your life working or more and than she, half your life. And she was referring to you yoga and meditation and the inner work. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. put so much time and energy and, 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 and it's not been efforting. It's just been your life as well, I have put into food, right? Someone else is putting that into weightlifting or running. So yeah. Yeah. We put it time in whenever, whatever we value. I think I've mentioned this before, because it's what I learned long ago when I try to find how to motivate people, um, to, to, you know, because people will come to me, but then helping to motivate them and get unstuck is a, a whole other issue because they might have the desire, but mm-hmm. it's like they're still to get unstuck is a tough thing. So I have to somehow help them value it because we will spend time and energy on whatever we value. And so and you, what value, do you value, yeah, yeah. what do you value? That's your first question. Now, what right. the thing is, is it's blueprint. We all have, like, I know I've worked with people before who they don't realize that their health is important to them because they don't certainly spend any time on it. You know, like I've got some people that don't spend any time on their health or their inner wealth, you know, either one. And, and, but then when I write down their values and what's important to them, they say that it is important. I'm like, well, if your health and your well being is important to you and you're not spending any time on it, that doesn't, the equation doesn't work. Yes. Because often it's just taken for granted. Yeah. It's just taken for granted. Yeah. Oh, it's always going to be there. No, it's not. You have to develop everything you you watch i mean even this uh you know the blue zones everyone was trying to stay healthy stay active stay motivated they were they were developing like healthy habits right it was just becoming part of your daily life yeah so when we take for granted our health and then something out of the blue people say it all the time oh i turned 50 i turned 60 the bottom fell out of it yeah. What were you doing up until then? 
to prevent the bottom falling out of it. You know, what, what was your muck? <laughs> yeah. What was the muck? Even family genetics, even, you know, when people do the genetic studies, there's always this blueprint there. Our parents give us a health blueprint, a wellness or illness. They, but they throw, it's like juggling, you know, there's diabetes and there's heart disease and cancer. And, you know, I have people, they say, well, you're going to die of something. You know, my brother, my older brother used to say, oh, Eddie, look at her over there. She's, you, you, we'll go to see her and, and be everybody be crying. And then they, they'll say, what'd she die of? And I'll say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she died for nothing. She died of nothing. She died of nothing. So she's healthy. Like, yeah. You know, I don't even think she's going to die. Like, it's like, well, you know, the body. <laughs> so, which is another topic. But it's, it's, you know, looking at, okay, ooh, I got some of these ideas now. My father had different things. My mother, my brothers and sisters suffer with different things. Okay, so that just gives me a little heads up. But health has always been important to me. Mm-hmm. Fitness has been important. Staying mm-hmm. staying well. You know, I it's funny, I never told you this, but yesterday I played pickleball and I tripped. And on oh. one end of the, yeah, I did, and I went down. And I think every time you injure your elbow, I injure mine. It must be this cord connection we have. I yes, don't know. for sure. And so, but I hit my elbow, my hip and my knee, but oh. I bounced right back up so fast and it only stung a little bit, but everybody was so sweet. Cause they're like, do you need a minute? I'm like, no, you know, I was like the dog at the dinner table. I was running for every ball. <laughs> I was running for everything. So uh. But I bounced back up and I, and I didn't have a bruise. I had maybe a little red mark on my elbow, but nothing resonated after. Like there was mm-hmm. no residual. And I was like, oh my God, this is good. So sometimes like a little fall gets you in check, doesn't it? Yeah, reminds you. Oh, every time I stumble or, you know, I mean, I did have one, uh, that bad fall, but, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm a little bit clumsy. So is my mom. And, um, and I'm always amazed at how great my reflexes are. Even with my fall, my reflexes were amazing. And how like, stre- I mean, I'm stretched out because I'm a yogi. So I don't ever pull touch yeah. on touch wood. I don't pull things, you it's know, so important because yeah. th- that's what most people, you know, as we get older, the injuries are from the, the, there's not much flexibility. Everything's pulled. There's muscle spasms. There's a, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's muscle or tissue damage. And sometimes that's worse than a break. Yeah. So that's stretching out the yoga. My gosh, I love doing yoga. Yeah, we're going to do lots of yoga in Italy. I know. <laughs> so how else are you investing in yourself? So what we've got the health, the, the, the body piece, which is important. And I feel like, culturally and in our society, we do, that's like part of our conversation. Uh, I think physical health is number one that people talk about and are invest in, invest in. And then the eating wise comes second. They think about it as an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And then the inner world is even in more afterthought after that, like, like knowing yourself and how you think and why you have the judgments and the fears and the, and the, I mean, there's, there's trauma. Most of us do have PTSD. I hate to use that term, but a lot of us do have trauma from, you know, childhood or different things that, that are kind of stuck in inside. And so, you know, the meditation for me and the also goes with, cause to me, the reason 
why we meditate is to notice how many thoughts we have. That's really why you know, sit and meditate. It's like, I got all the thoughts. Well, that's very good for you to notice because usually you're running around in the day and you don't realize how many thoughts. You think your thoughts just start when you start close your eyes at night or when you close your eyes to meditate. The, the thoughts are always going in the background, running like a virus in your life, right? If yeah. you read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, that's usually what we both recommend to people to become aware of you, there's a, there's actually a, there's many voices in your head and, um, and, and, you know, it's the, a lot of times your mind is like a bad roommate. That's what Michael Singer says, telling you awful stuff. And you would never listen to a lot of the stuff that you tell yourself about. Right. So learning that there are many different voices in your head, but there's only one choice maker and you actually decide what you believe and what you want to pay attention to before you realize that it's kind of whatever has the most energy or Velcro at the time. Like if you're depressed, depre going through a depression or, or some, some moods, you, you're going to kind of believe your, your thoughts that I'm not good enough. And I can't, what am I doing with my life? And I, all those thoughts that don't really help you in the present moment. Right. So really knowing yourself in those thoughts. And that's what this woman that I was talking about was referring to was that's what she found so difficult you know, yeah. and, 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 and then like you were saying, anything that we do new is mm -hmm. difficult. That's right. And I even look at it like when you're even investing, like, you know, we invest in stocks or bonds or retirement funds. And then if we play around with it, we're looking at what's making money or what's, oh, I'm not going to invest in that. Now that seems to be, you know, not so good anymore. I better change that. We don't have any problem changing it. We just yeah. go, oh, I must change that, especially as we get to know the market a little bit. So it's the same with ourselves. Yeah. You know, the the value you place on, well, if I don't know enough about that one, maybe I should learn about it. Maybe I should enroll in a course and study a little bit more on this. Or, you know, like during COVID when I enrolled at Yale online and yeah, studied so the cool. psychology of well-being, right? Mm -hmm. I went, wow, you, you you can teach an old dog new tricks, you know, like <laughs> this is good. This is good really good stuff and stirring the muck, right? Stirring our old junk and our old thoughts and getting rid of what doesn't serve you anymore. Maybe it's an old belief system. Like it's, it's really good to do that. It's a reinvestment. It's a, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you don't like the color of your house anymore and you want to paint that. It's the first thing you're looking at driving up, like little shifts and changes and what you're placing value on. But when it comes to yourself, you know, it's easy to change the color of your house and the paint, but what does it do for you really? What's it, what does it change? Right. And, and that's and nothing wrong with that, but, but no. what, what we're, what, you know, what the distinction that I share with people, and I do want to go back to the, anything you start it, that, that you first start is difficult, like anything, but also I wanted to say that, um, uh, oh, I've got lost it now. So let's go back to the, to the, <laughs> to anything you start new. So it's like anything, anybody starts new. I, I tell my nephew that and my niece is like, because they were getting ready to start their first jobs in the last few years and, and to apply for jobs for the first time. And I'm like, listen, if I had to apply for a job, I would be nervous. Anything we do new for the first time, mm -hmm. like even to like, I remember when I would be singing for, for years and if I was going to sing a new song, remember how nerve wracking it was the first time you sang a new song on yeah. stage. 
you know, and that you'd been singing for years on stage. So anything we do new mm-hmm. is, is always going to cause a little anxiety, a little nervousness, and that's normal. And so it's the same thing with learning this new way of looking at life, l- taking responsibility for your inner world, knowing that uh, your belief systems were programmed into you and look, taking a look at those, um, the, you know, it's what, what we call self-inquiry is really taking responsibility for your inner world and knowing yourself, knowing the tape recorders. And that like anything else is hard when you first start doing it, but then it does get easier. Like I've spent my whole life. Now you don't have to spend your, all your time and attention. Like I do, like I, you know, I did a 30 day silent retreat when I was 27. That's just what I'm into. Um, and that's why I teach it and share it, but you're, you know, whatever you focus on grows. So if you're spending all your time and attention on working out, but you're not eating healthy, it's kind of like, you know, that metaphor of putting sugar in a, in a, in a, in a high powered sports car, you know? And so it's the same thing with your inner world. If you're, um, you know, focused on eating perfectly healthy, but you're not knowing yourself and knowing why you have uh, judgments or fears or take things personally too often um, and start really, because there's nothing outside of yourself. And I know that's a hard one to get, but anything that happens in your life is happening for you to understand yourself better. And it's all interconnected. Mm Mm-hmm the physical, the emotional, the nutritional, it's all interconnected. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the comment that Lisa, our friend Lisa would make, she used, she doesn't say this much anymore, but the first three years I worked with her, she'd be like, I don't I, like, why do I have to spend all this time? And even the money, if she went to see a naturopath, like the time and the money on all this natural stuff. And I'm like, you spend time and money on other things without a problem on music gear or Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's just, she's not used to, and she hasn't realized the return on her investment, but now she does. Yes. This lovely, beautiful guitar, right? We go, Oh my gosh, your guitar sounds so much better than mine. Why is that? Well, I put more money into it. It's a higher quality. It's got really good strings. I it practice a lot. Tone. It resonates. I took lessons. I practice. It gets played. Yeah. You know, it's like the same with the body. Motion is lotion. You keep moving it. You know, we sit around too much, but we don't have to run a hundred miles a day. We don't have to do every marathon that comes at us when we're athletes, we, you know, the body, as we get older, we're at this point now we go, what am I placing value on now? Mm -hmm. What is, what's serving me? (laughs) Yeah, I'm serving, but what's, what's my inner world really enjoying? Yeah. And outer world, you know, you were talking about the physical body. It's like, you know, um, if you start to get stiff, like, oh, maybe I should, you know, move a little more in the morning or whatever. It's like yes. there, everything's the, the world is giving you constant feedback. You always say our body's like this dashboard and, and really are, you know, I, when people say, well, what kind of meditation technique should I do? I'm like, or, or they'll say, I already meditate. How do I know if it's a good technique for me? I'm like, the way, you know, if food is working for you, if exercise is working for you, if your meditation is working for you, if your life coach is working for you is 
how are you doing? Are you doing well? Are you seeing progress? Are you doing better than you were six months ago? You know, or are you staying the same or going backwards? I was, I was on a hike with um, a friend of Jamina's, her and this, in this guy who I, I taught how to meditate him, how to meditate like 10 years ago. And he's been doing this macrobiotic. He's got a lot of health issues and he's been doing a macrobiotic. Um, and I said something about Eddie putting me on keto. And I said, then my body stopped. It was amazing for eight months. And then my body stopped responding. And he said, okay, it's time to stop now. And he goes, oh, I feel like my body stopped responding to macrobiotic like a long time ago. And I still keep doing it. I know. And I did macrobiotic. It's funny when you said that because I was making twig tea and it was really wonderful, you know, but it was years and years ago. And I I said, okay, I wonder when this is going to be done. And then because I was not enjoying it anymore. And that's when I went, I guess right now. Because... <laughs> yeah. I've done this for two months and I know how to do all these amazing recipes and I can use arrowroot powder and, you know, agar flakes. And I knew what to use. And I went, okay, I've learned. Yeah. And then, and then keto comes along and then there's paleo and then there's gluten-free and there's dairy-free. So, you know, there's so many diet plans, Mediterranean diet. So yeah, you know, it's, it, your body will tell you when same with running. I can't tell you, I ran, I ran, I did several marathons. And when I was 44, I went, I think this is my last marathon. It was, the, it was the Tom King one in Tennessee. And it was, it was my last one. And I decided that three miles before the finish line. And do you know, for two miles before the finish line, I thought my hips were going to fall off my body. (laughs) (laughs) Only because I allowed myself, okay, you're done now. You're done. So, but it's different for everybody, right? Yeah. There are some consistencies with, with just your lifestyle. So you place value on, on living a healthy life, that there's some joy, there's gratitude, you're savoring, you're learning, you you know, there's. And if something is not right, like there's that wheel, you ever do that wheel? I I used to do it when I first started doing life coaching. I don't anymore because I can just get a gist when I talk to people, but I I got this wheel. I think it was in massage school actually, where, so there's a, a pie. And then you slice it. You do this a lot in college. It's different. There's slice the pie into eight, sli- eight even slices. Mm-hmm. And then once one is your abundance, one is your mental health, one is your physical health, one is your diet, one is your emotional well-being and your relationships. And then you, and then it's like if you get close to the center, that's like zero, and out is ten. And you color in what level you think you are in from zero to 10 is your emotional well-being in your relationships or whatever it is. And then you can see where you're out of balance and where you're in balance. Cause a lot yeah. of people, what happens is they get, they put on auto mode mm-hmm. and then they, they don't take stock of where they are at and they keep doing things over and over mm-hmm. and getting the same results and not changing. And then worried about what, wondering about why their life isn't better in an area it's because yes. your time and attention has not been. If I plant my garden and then I I take all kinds of care in planting it and watering it and everything, and then I don't go out and look at it for a month, everything will be dead. And it's the same with our life. If there's anything that's a weakness in your life and a relationship, or if you're starting a business and it's not having much momentum or think about where you're putting your time and attention, have you been ignoring that? I I promise it'll work every single time. I love the garden analogy because I had a guy in my 
clinic the other day and he said, you know, he works in construction, just a great guy, someone you wouldn't think would get it, but got it. And he said, I built this amazing greenhouse. And I said, really? He said, yeah, my wife said, you're building a greenhouse. You don't even know if you like gardening. He said, no, I, th I know I'm going to like gardening. And she said, you don't even eat good food. No, I'm going to eat good food. I've gone to Eddie. I'm, I'm going to apply this. And he said, I saw you. And he was in for his recheck the other day. And he said, I built an A-frame greenhouse. I said, oh, my God, Corinne would go crazy. She would love that. And he said, and I put a sitting area in it. And I go out and I sit down. He said, there's not one weed growing in any of my herbs and my everything I've planted. There's not one weed. And I said, so what does that say to you about you? And he said, well, I'm tending to my garden. And he said, you said that tend to your being like you would your garden. And those weeds that you get to know, get to know them too. And the ones you need to pluck out, pluck them out, get them out, throw them out, get them done. But you know, they're coming back. Yep, they and will come keep, back. So you've got to we, keep tending it. Yep, we keep tending it and tending it. And next thing you know, it's the same with thoughts. Next thing you know, they don't have the heavy hit because now we're going, I know you're coming, but this isn't the time or place. <laughs> I don't want yeah. you here. And and it's beautiful. So he said, I've gotten a little OCD now at my greenhouse, but he goes, it's amazing. I love it. And I said, oh. and he said, I feel so good. I'm fueling my body. Yeah. And now my mind from what I've created. So I'm like, I was so proud of him. And, you know, we we're talking for like 40 minutes about his greenhouse. Oh, that's so beautiful. But it's joyful. That. And there's so many lessons in it. You know, oh, there's, it's just so many metaphors, so many lessons, so many. And he's yeah. tending to his inner being as, as well. Yeah. Because people don't realize that they have a choice of what they decide to focus on. People don't realize that they're not their thoughts. I mean, that I I don't like to use that too much because that, I mean, that took me 40 years of study to, I mean, in present moment meditation to get. So please, if you're listening to this and you are like, you know, I, it, it's a, a many layered realization and, and, and way of being, but it's like, just even to notice that you have, a, you have full hundred percent control over what you decide to focus on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just, then you just forget and you're like, your mind goes and you forget, you know, but you're focusing when you're, when something's really important to you, you will focus on. I remember I was, um, I was driving, you know, a lot of times you'll take a call when you're driving, even though it's not legal in Canada, but it is here in the U or I guess it is to do illegal to do hands-free. Hands hands right. Free. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we all drive when we talk on the phone all the time, but I got a call that I really need to pay attention to. And so I pulled over on the side of the road so I wouldn't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do that too. Cause I, I, when I'm really interested in something, I, I zone in. That's why when I'm in my clinic talking to people, it's one-on-one -on -one and I can, there's a lot more I'm hearing, you know, what they're mm -hmm. saying, what's coming into my head, what I'm feeling. But if you're distracted with a bunch of different things, you're not really hearing it. Yeah. No, you multitasking know? is a myth. Yeah. Yeah. We can, you know, you can drive really well, but driving, talking, putting your makeup on, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. Having and then an you argument. just get... And then there's this part of yourself that's not there. It's like, instead of being a hundred percent fully present in the moment, 
You've got, you know, 25% of yourself doing your makeup, 20, 50% of yourself driving and 25% of yourself talking on the phone. So none of it's getting your full attention. So how can you do anything very well? Now they do say 2% of the population can multitask. And when you say that, usually everybody that's listening to that thinks that they're the ones that can multitask. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 2%. Yeah. I actually can multitask. You are a good multitasker. Yeah. But I also do love being fully present, like, you know, and, and being just doing one thing too. Like I, I really enjoy both. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. I have a family that can hear 10 conversations at once. I, I, I'm zoomed, totally zoned in on the one conversation. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, it would always get me in trouble because someone would say, didn't you hear that? I do, I like, I wasn't listening to you. I was listening to this one, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. You got to know who you are. You got to know your own muck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, you know, that, that really more bang for your muck to me means, you know, wherever you put your attention, that's, what's going to grow. So take a look, take stock in your life. You know, what are your repetitive thoughts? What are your mantras that are positive and what are negative, you know, and, and look at, or where is the part of your life where you feel you'd like improvement? Well, it's not going to improve if you don't pay attention to it and come up with some solutions and spend time and attention on it. You yeah, know, like I mean, I'm, your, yeah, it's like having great garden and you grow the things that you eat. That's awesome. You're saving a ton of money. You're investing in food. You're buying groceries because you want to buy organic berries instead. So, you know, you're going to get more value because that's what you value. Yeah. But if somebody says, I don't care what kind of strawberries, strawberries are strawberries. I don't get, you know, I'd rather buy this and this and this instead. I'd rather, you know, buy a book that I can have in my hand or mm -hmm. we make a list of, of, what it is we feel is valuable to how we invest. Right. That's different. Well, that's the thing is that, so you can value whatever you want, but make sure your line, your, your, your uh, list of your values matches where you're putting your attention on. And I guarantee you that there's going to be some missing parts because first of all, happiness and, and joy and a good life is going to be on everybody's list on the planet. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And now the thing is though, is, is it's lasting happiness. So mm -hmm. temporary, you know, satisfaction or happiness, I don't say it's happiness, but you know, but some people do is, you know, the trip we're going on to Sicily, you know, we're excited about it. It's going to be yeah. fun, you know, but it, it's not what makes me happy. I'm already happy. So helping people realize, and that's what was my journey is, is that lasting happiness that I own that's within me, that's there even when I'm upset. Yes. It's accessible yes. even when I'm upset. And so I don't stay upset for very long because that, that joy and that, that peace comes back in fairly quickly. Now that's after doing a hell of a lot of work my whole life to get there. Well, because you, and you have, and so have I, there's a lot of people that when they say, all I want is to be happy. How many times have we heard that? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, why don't we choose a few minutes here now and sit with it and be happy? Let's find something yeah. to make both of us happy. Like, because it, like you keep saying, and I agree with you all the time, it is within ourselves. It, it is, it's only within 
when people say, when I retire, I'll be happy. I'm like, you need to be happy before now. you retire. Now. Now. Because that's the only place that it is. That's it. So this seeking, like we had that on another podcast, the quest for happiness or happiness and hormones, happiness is going to be in every single topic we're going to talk about. Yeah. Because it's it's our innate nature. Yes. It's who we are. But it, yes. we get very covered up when we're before we become aware um, of this mindfulness and and that, that you are the happiness you seek before you become aware of that you are spending your time and attention and your your and you're not necessarily valuing but you're unconsciously spending time and attention on your thoughts feelings emotions judgments fears on the chaos that your mind all of our mind is even my mind we all have that sixty five to eighty five thousand thoughts in a day it's mm -hmm. if you decide to believe them and what you decide to focus on yes. And sometimes none of them are any of ours. <laughs> right. That, yeah. A little collection, a little Thoughts, bunch of muck. Yeah. 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 All the muck. And so, you know, the more you invest time and attention and your energy into the different parts that you value. So make a list on the right of what are the things that you value in your life? You know, take um, stock. I, take, take stock. stock. Yeah, stay talks. And then see where your time and attention is with those specific, how much time and attention do I? So if there's any place where you're like, I want more happiness, well, I'm not spending time on figuring out my inner peace and happiness, then that's where you've got to spend your time. If your health isn't very good or where you want it to be, then are you spending much time on your food? I mean, that's, especially for working single moms. I mean, there's, you know, as a cook myself and you're a cook too, I feel for people that don't like to cook. They don't like to cook. They don't like to shop so hard. It is. Right. It is. And but we're single working moms. Yeah. It's tough. I'm, I'm my, my daughter's a single working mom and she loves to cook. Thank that's good that goodness. she loves. Yeah. Well, she learned that from you and your husband, your ex-husband too. Yep. You're both good cooks. Yep. Well, she loves to cook and, and yeah. that's peace of mind for her, you know, yeah. when she's so having... like a meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is great. It's great for everybody. It's it, sometimes people say they don't love to cook and find out later in life. They do. Yeah. They get in the kitchen and go, well, I never liked using white flour and white sugar and all the other ingredients. I never liked to cook, but now that I'm eating healthier, I love what I'm creating because I'm using foods that you know, they're out of the norm and I'm creating these amazing dishes and makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but the outweighs not. the pain outweighs or the, the avoidance outweighs the pleasure of it once they just start. But what would you say? I've got this one client I've been working with her for a while and she's a single working mom. She's got two young boys, nine and 10, and she's a nurse. She works really hard and she's like a, a hospice type nurse. So it's a lot, you know, very high emotional and she does not like to cook at all and she's getting better you know we've been working together but I sent her this link in Instagram you know how we send each other things and it was of this woman who did a really easy meal prep you know because so in my mind this is easy you go Sunday you chop all your vegetables put them in a bin and she showed them how to label it and then you can put all these amazing meals together just by spending an hour you know an hour shopping and maybe an hour and a half chopping and putting stuff I was like oh this is great she'll love this and she sent me back a video <laughs> that was like this mother saying, I spent, you know, three days this week cooking and cleaning for the family and the kids were so picky, they wouldn't eat it. So I just found out that I got, I had more left, like more was throwing away food more and had more dishes. So I decided to stop cooking because <laughs> oh. I, you know, you, when your kids are picky eaters. And then when she said that to me, I'm like, you know what? 
do it for you then. Yeah. Do it yes. for you. Yes. And she did agree with that. I don't know if she'll yes. follow through with it, but yes. you know, but you know, there's one thing at a time when I talk to her and other people, it's like, we got to, I've got to find out where her, where she's interested in doing some shifts. And she has done a lot of shifts in the past year. Mm -hmm. She's a totally different than she was. We've actually mostly done the inner work with her. That's really helped her to not believe in her thoughts and stuff. And she is one that doesn't even meditate, but we've done a lot of other things. She's listened to podcasts and stuff. And we've talked a lot and, and her mental health is so much better than it was. That's great. Yeah, that's great. It's just every day, just, just every day working a tiny little bit, just a little bit yeah. on, on what you are interested in, what yeah. you want to improve on, what would you feel would really benefit you long-term, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, as we're, as we're getting older, one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself and to everyone around you is your own good health. Mm -hmm. So even if you're dealing with health issues, we want to have less issues in our tissues. Mm -hmm. So it takes a little more effort or mm -hmm. sometimes it's not even work. Sometimes it's just a different lane. We jump in to go, mm -hmm. hmm, I could try that. Let me try putting this, or I might try walking every day. Maybe I'll do, you know, there's just take baby steps. If it's difficult. baby steps, exactly. It doesn't change. Doesn't happen. But the, what I I love is the momentum of things like whatever we do every day grows. And so what happens with people is when they get on the treadmill of life and they work every day and they're not happy every day and every day they, they, they don't exercise and every day they don't eat healthy. And then after five years, then depression and anxiety set in because they haven't spent any time on changing the way they do things to help cultivate, you know, the time and energy and investing in their, in their health and happiness. And, yeah. and, and that's when they come to see people like us who are like, you know, they're, everybody's bottom is different that mm -hmm. they want to make changes and they're ready to make the changes. And I just, yeah. you know, I know you, I just have seen so many people with miraculous results recently. It's just so, fulfilling for me to have somebody come in and they're so sort of distraught and maybe even hopeless when they come to see me and they've tried everything. And really within a few weeks or a month there, everything starts to turn around. And then it's not like they don't, might not take three steps forward and two steps back, but, but the momentum is there and the change is happening. And it's just, just, I just I love it. I just love I it too. I love that. That gives me so much joy too to see you know, I, I say to, to my patients, you're my walking billboards. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you make me so happy. I look at you. I, I look at like bundles of sunshine coming at me. And when people say, oh, you know, thank you for saying this. I'm like, I don't even remember what I said to you. I just know you did whatever I said because, or whatever clicked with you or whatever you found, maybe I was just the drop the seed and seed, you know, and it grew because they do all the work. They do That's what I said. When they, people thank us, we're like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was there as a messenger for you. And what I said resonated, yeah. but you did all the hard work. Yeah. You did all the hard work. It's like, like, it's like this darling with his garden. And he said, you know, here I am big macho construction guy. And now I'm happy over. I've got like cucumbers that could win prizes at festivals, you know? And, <laughs> and he so goes, cool. here's all my buddies drinking beer and hanging out in the sheds. And I'm in my garden pulling weeds. It gives me so much joy. I'm like, oh, that is so sweet. I said, you could still go and enjoy, you know, hanging in the shed and having beers. But if that's every single day that gets old too. 
Yeah. You know, it does. And, and that's beautiful connections yeah. hanging in the shed and having the beers and, or going on trips or going to cabins or what people do and travel, but it does change because yeah. as we get older, we start to reevaluate how much alcohol can can be consumed, really how much junk food can be eaten, how much life we have to be lived. And then we go, whoa, time, time, energy, health, well-being. Hang on here. I have to reevaluate again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a constant reevaluating. You don't just Absolutely. try one thing and keep it forever. You That's know, right. it's constantly changing. It changes in our 50s. It it changes again in your 60s. It changes mm-hmm. in your 70s. Well, and it changes weekly. I mean, what I do for breakfast typically changes seasonally. You know, Absolutely. I tend to want um, fruit and yogurt and nuts and, and smoothies in the summertime only. I don't want any of that stuff in the winter. No, you know, and when, and- the, when the temperature gets cold, I want to bake. Yep. I start looking at pumpkin puree my clove spices. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we start, yeah, we change with the seasons. Yeah. And the body will naturally to the reason why the body starts wanting, it starts craving, you know, those specific spices yeah. or those specific foods that are more nourishing yeah. to you. That's right. And seasonally where you are, you have really hot temperatures still in Nashville. We're getting cooler temperatures here now in Newfoundland. So, you know, the foods are changing mm-hmm. and we tend to eat the foods that are, that it's changing too. So we, mm-hmm. you know, go into the fall and it's turnip greens and squashes mm-hmm. and root vegetables. Right. Mm-hmm. So we go, Ooh, root, hearty, grounding, mm-hmm. yummy earth, you know, warm, make soups, stews. And, and it feels good it, when it's cold, it feels so you know, good. It does. And then when the summer comes around, we're like shedding clothes and we're making, you know, cool salads and smoothies and spritzers and yeah, cucumber water. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So being in tune to yourself, to what you know, you don't have to think too far ahead. Just stay in the moment, stay Mm -hmm. in the day that you're in and just ask yourself, what do I need? What am I feeling today? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Take that time. Yeah. Take that time time. and attention. Yeah. Feel into it. Do some inquiry. Go deep. Go deep. That's what we like to do is we like to go deep. Go deep. Mm. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Ken. Mm, It's a beautiful. Can't wait wait to see you up here in Newfoundland. I know. The next time we do a podcast, hopefully we'll be, I'm putting together the recording equipment that I'm going to take that we'll do one from hopefully Newfoundland and then Sicily and maybe New York. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Wherever we stop along the way, life is a journey. Yeah. So wherever you are, I hope you're investing in your health and your wealth and your happiness. And listening to this is doing just that. Yes. You know, um, join us. We feel you at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And share this. If you, if you find this podcast helpful, please go ahead and subscribe or follow us and share it with your friends um, because that's how we can help more people and continue to, to um, connect with you all and record and share um, information. And I had a lovely friend, Kim, who said, 
I listened to your podcast and she sent a little message. She said, I'm having lunch with you guys today. <laughs> I'm listening to your podcast. Like, Oh, I love it. Gigi sends me messages like that too. She's like, I feel I'm back at Ivy House. I know. So that's so great. That's so great. Well, until we meet again, be yourself. Be kind. Be in the moment. Be valued. Value yourself in the moment. Welcome to W O five O. Did you forget our line? <laughs>